Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, uh, where we aim to give you critical and easily applicable leadership concepts to help you along your journey. Before we dive in, we would love for you guys to download those show notes and follow along. I'm your co-host, Scott, and I'm here with the one who makes this all possible, Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. Mo, how are we doing today? Hey, Scott. I was doing uh, well and ready to talk about leadership. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. So Joe Pesci, uh, who is one of my favorite actors, I have a few, um, but he ranks the top. Most people know him from Goodfellas or Casino uh, or any other number of gangster style movies that he typically stars in. Um, But back in the early 90s, he actually made a film called My Cousin Vinny, which has come to to be well known. But he plays a loudmouth lawyer whose job it is to defend two cousins who are facing a, a murder charge. Uh, the kicker is, is that Pesci's character actually has no trial experience, which uh, feeds into the comedy in this this movie. Uh, but if you haven't seen this movie, you may be wondering really kind of how he stood a chance at actually winning his case. And spoiler, movie's been out since the early 90s, so I don't feel bad saying this. Uh, he does win the case in the end. Um, <laughs> and, so, and the way he goes about it is, is quite hilarious. So uh, Pesci's character really might not actually have that courtroom experience. Uh, but what he can do is ask good questions. And there's a, a really, really uh, memorable scene in it where he's interviewing a character and, and he asks, he says, you know, what are those things in this picture? And the guy goes, well, the, those are trees. And then at another time, he's like, oh, well, what is that thing that, that right there that goes over the window? And the guy goes, well, that's a screen. And in the film, you're hearing the, him ask these questions. And uh, at first, you're like, man, I don't, these are kind of dumb questions. But you come to realize that even these simple questions are great and really good questions. And that's really the point. It's his hmm. asking of good questions that ultimately helps him win that case. He doesn't overcomplicate things at all and still gets the result that he wishes. So he realizes kind of that that power and that result that asking good, good questions can actually have. And so ultimately, every conversation, you know, whether it's it's in the courtroom, like Joe Pesci's character, whether it's in a dugout, whether it's it's on a subway or a metro is an opportunity <laughs> right. to, to ask those good questions, uh, which is why we have an entire episode dedicated to it. So getting into it, Mo, what can you teach us today about why asking good questions is so important? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, thanks for that opening story. And I think everybody uh, who is above the age of probably uh, 30 to 35 can remember that movie. And if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely worth a watch. And I heard that they still use it in law school because it's really just a great representation of asking great questions. And it's not always about being precise or whatever. It's just getting it out there. So that's what we're learning today, right? All life is conversations. And my mentors taught me early that being in a relationship with people is all about having great conversations. And you probably fall under one of two categories. You're either an extrovert, which means you love conversation because you just like the the, the sound of your own voice, right? <laughs> or you're an introvert, which means, you know, you just figure if somebody else is liking the sound of their own voice, at least you don't have to talk. But either way, those conversations within relationships are really important if you want to be a leader of people. So whether you're an extrovert or an introvert today, this is going to be helpful for you. So let's talk about the importance of asking good questions. And so the first thing is this, 
asking good questions fosters a culture of learning and collaboration. Now, a lot of big words, but you know, uh, we're going to sift through that. So uh, in an earlier episode, we talked about Apollo 13, which again is an incredible movie, one of my favorites. And I love movies about space, human instinct, you know, striving to get better, going further, stuff like that. So here's another one. And um, uh, if you haven't ever seen this movie, you got to go see it. It's called Hidden Figures, 2016, based on a true story of a team of black female mathematicians who worked at NASA during the early years of the space program. And in one particular scene of that movie, it highlights the importance of listening and the impact on team culture. And so in that scene, Katherine Johnson is part of a group who's tasked with calculating the launch and the landing coordinates of, of astronaut John Glenn and his historic space mission. Well, Catherine's challenged with aligning the calculations from different departments, and they have a really tight deadline. And so really, my question is, how the heck do you even know that kind of stuff? It's crazy. And I guess some people are just really <laughs> smarter than others. But anyways, you know, feeling overwhelmed, uh, Catherine's colleagues, Mary Jackson and uh, Dorothy Vaughn, notice that she's struggling, and they get a bunch of fellow co- co-workers together, and they lend her some support. And if you're out there and you're in a company, the question is, can you relate to that? How many times have you needed support from the people in your company? Well, in an act of solidarity, all of these coworkers form a makeshift assembly line to manually cross-check and verify those crazy calculations that are required for the mission. And so- yeah, that, That's a great part. <laughs> yeah. I, and so during this intense pivotal moment, you know- the culture within the group shifts, and that's what's important. Rather than working individually, each person listens attentively, they give input, they give insight, and they engage in open and respectful dialogue. And they exchange ideas, they collaborate to achieve the shared goal of ensuring a successful mission. And as we like to say in the Army always, I will always place the mission first. And that's exactly what that team was doing. So by actively listening to one another, the team members overcome their initial divisions and they begin to understand the importance of leveraging each other's unique strengths and the knowledge. And so they recognize that their collective efforts are greater than the individual contribution. And so this realization creates a really profound sense of camaraderie, trust, unity. And so their active listening and collaboration is what I'm getting to. Their active listening and collaboration, Catherine, Mary, Dorothy, and all, all their colleagues, they successfully complete the calculations that comp- uh, contribute to the, the mission success. Their story demonstrates pretty much how listening can bridge gaps, break down barriers, and create a culture of inclusion and cooperation. And so this powerful example from Hidden Figures illustrates or tells us that you know there's a transformative impact that happens when groups listen and then they start to strive and achieve a shared goal. And so so it it highlights active listening to others because everybody's got perspectives, uh, they've got good contributions, and when we work together, we can foster a culture of respect and we can ultimately get some outstanding achievements just like this team does. So If you want to practice effective leadership that fosters a culture of learning, collaboration within your team or organization, you need to ask good questions. And so within your your team, I want you to think right now for our listeners, 
Does your team ask good questions? Do you guys collaborate? Do you do things like Catherine's team did? Because she relied on others instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to do it myself. Because she knew if this is space. If I'm going to get this done, I need more than just myself. And so leaders out there, you need to ask thoughtful questions. You need to ask probing questions. Um, Great leaders encourage their team members to think critically, to explore new ideas, new perspectives. And so if you take this approach, it's going to break down barriers. It's going to encourage open dialogue on your team. And it's going to lead to an increased innovation, creativity, problem solving. All of these things will get better with your team. So by asking good questions, leaders empower their team members to build trust, create a collaborative atmosphere, and then that drives the growth and success. Absolutely. First things first, I have to say Hidden Figures, another phenomenal, phenomenal movie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I think Kevin Costner's in that one, too. And oh man, he's one of my favorites. Uh, one of the other things right. as we were talking, one of the things that just really popped straight into my head is just how creating that open dialogue that you were talking about can be so critical for that free flow of information within an organization. And I yes. just, I think back to other organizations and, and other places that I've worked or, or things that I've been involved with um, that don't encourage that. And it can be so frustrating uh, as an employee, mm. as a volunteer, whatever it may be. And so I just completely resonate with that. So, uh, right. but that's, that's that first point. So, so Mo, why else is it important to ask, to ask good questions? We can't just stop there. <laughs> yeah, of course we, we've got a couple more, right? We always do. So, so the second <laughs> is this, um, leaders always ask questions because asking good questions fosters a deeper understanding of challenges and opportunities. And so one of the exercises that I take clients through, and it's usually you know pretty pretty early in the process, is you know how do you ask those questions, and how do you do it in a timely manner and do it properly? Because all great success stories um, have a team of people that get the job done. So for this exercise, I help clients you know ask four good questions that are going to change the way that they do leadership, and so. Um, We're not going to do all four today, uh, but we will do two of them. And so um, I'll start by saying this. In the late 90s, uh, Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple, faced a really significant challenge with the company's profitability. You know, it started to decline and the the product line seemed to lack innovation, direction. and, And he knew he needed to turn the tide. But if he wanted to revive Apple's success, he knew that. Well, of course, once he became the CEO again in, in 1997, he he first decided, I'm going to put together what he called his top 100. Now, I have a top 50 books. Now, he had a top 100 people. I'm like, wow, could you imagine just saying, out of all the people, I'm going to take the top 100 minds. I mean, that's how many good people he had working at Apple. But he took the top 100, brought together these key executives, engineers, designers, all different departments and said, we need to tackle the company's problems and start a new course. So during a really important, crucial meeting with these top 100, Jobs demonstrated that he had really good, exceptional leadership by asking a series of questions. And here's the first one that that he would ask. He would say, well, what are the core values that define Apple and how can we live up to them? And so the question for you, wherever you're at is, what are the core values that divine your company, and how do you live up to those? You see, 
By prompting this question, Steve Jobs aimed to instill a sense of purpose and remind everybody of the fundamental principles. It always comes back to the fundamentals. And it set the stage for redefining the company's identity and reestablishing its core values. So for our listeners out there, um, as Curly asked in another one of my favorite movies, a little uh, a little bit more, more fun, <laughs> City Slickers, right? I mean, if you haven't seen, again, you got to see City Slickers. But Curly asked this, he said, what is the one thing that matters? Or, you know, what, what are the one or two things? But Curly said, there's usually one thing that matters. And so for our listeners out there, when you help your customers, your team members, what is the one thing that's going to get you well on your way? The second question was this. Steve Jobs asked, what are our customers' needs and how can we surpass expectations? He just didn't want to meet expectations. He wanted to surpass expectations. And so Steve Jobs understood the importance of customer centricity. He said, let's keep the customer at the center of everything. And by posing this question, he really encouraged team members to to empathize with Apple's user base, and and they started to explore innovative ways to exceed demand, exceed desires. So when you and your team can answer this question, you're going to align and start to move in a right direction. What's the right direction? I don't know. But once you start moving in that right direction, I'm telling you, you will know and you'll gain momentum. So those are the first two. If you want the other ones, well, you're going to have to reach out to Rising Tide, right? Shameless plug there, Scotty. So asking good, que- asking good questions allows leaders to better understand the challenges and opportunities that they face. You see, by seeking diverse perspectives and those insights of effective questioning, leaders, you're going to uncover hidden issues. You're going to identify a bunch of potential risks but you're going to discover that there are definite untapped opportunities within your company and within your team. Absolutely. So I got, I got two questions coming at you. Um, <laughs> All right. Talk about Apple and I more for, to help me understand and maybe different ways. So, so our listeners can understand and I'm thinking about Apple and I'm thinking that they do a lot of things, but their variety is not a lot, right? Like they don't, they're not as diversified, I should say. And it, it kind of reminded me, and this is going to be a reach maybe, but of in and out where they've listened to what their customers like and they don't have a huge menu, but what they do, they do well. And they surpass your expert expectations to go in there. Is that, is, am I going crazy with that analogy or is that kind of along the, the same lines that you were talking about? I think I think you're right on. In fact, that that's the beauty of In and Out. Um, they don't have a huge menu. You you can't go there and get a hot dog. <laughs> you know, if you if if you go to In and Out, you know you've got limited things because they want to do one thing well. So as Curly would say, what is the one thing? And it it's a burger. It's not In and Out In and Out hot dogs. Apple did did also you know that that very same thing. They decided. See, it's not it's not really even just important what you do. You also need to know what you don't do. And so many companies, uh, I was I, I, part of a, a business group, you know, years ago. And, and one thing that they always told us to never say is we are a full service company. Well, of course mm-hmm. you are. Uh, everybody's <laughs> full service. If you weren't full service, then well, why would I go to you? 
but what do you do well? And they they said, Mo, it's important for you to, to, to tell us what you do, but you also need to tell us what you don't do because uh, then you know we can know, well, let's focus on this with Mo. And so leaders, what you want to do is no matter what you're doing, no matter what the industry, no matter what the one thing is, you need to ask good questions because leaders are all about gathering relevant information, okay? Because you need to challenge assumptions because just because it's a one thing doesn't mean that it might not shift or change a little bit, but you always have to explore those, those alternative viewpoints because that's going to enable you to make better decisions. It's going to help you develop comprehensive strategies. It's going to help you navigate situations and do it clearly and confidently. And so ultimately, if we focus on the one thing, if we're asking good questions, leaders enhance their ability to anticipate and, and address challenges effectively. And then leaders, you're going to start being able to capitalize on these new opportunities. So whether you have the top 100 in, in, in a company, or maybe there's just one or two of you, hey, that's the brain trust right there. You got to go for it. Pull those people into a room, ask them some questions. So one of the things that you you talked about, you're making some great points earlier, but um, that asking those questions can uncover those hidden issues. And before we get to this next point, do you think that's kind of one of the, maybe the main reason that sometimes leaders don't ask good questions is they just, they don't want to uncover what they might find out? <laughs> yeah. You know, one of my favorite leaders, a guy named Andy Stanley has a, a great view on this. And he says, sometimes the reason we as leaders don't pick up the rock because we don't want to see the the nasty, ugly, squiggly things that are underneath that rock. Because as soon as we see them, then we're going to have to deal with them. And a lot of people just mm. don't like dealing with that stuff. So just like you said, Scott, you're right on. They just leave the rock down. And it's kind of like when, when, when kids are playing hide and seek, there's always the one little kid, one little boy, a little girl that's in the middle of the street. They're not hiding. They're just standing in the middle of the street with their hands over their face and their eyes because they think, well, nobody else can see me because I'm just going to close my eyes. Leaders, you cannot close your eyes to these things. The way that you do it is you 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 pick up that rock. You start asking questions. You start saying, hey, what are we doing right? What are we not doing right? You know, what I love about engineers is they they have a different way of looking at things. You know, So if I can get on a little tangent, engineer, most of us look at things and we use the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. We've all heard that, right? engineers, in my experience that I know, they always say, Mo, if it ain't broke, let's break it and make it better. <laughs> so leaders, if you want to, if you want to make it better, you need to be willing to ask the questions, which will sometimes make things break. But when you do that and you ask these questions, I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to rejuvenate and it's going to make your team excited. Ah. That's that's all so good. I wish I could just like small <laughs> golf. Life. I'm not going to do that though because Mike will pick it up. But man, great great conversation today. So we've, yeah. we've covered kind of the uh, that questions can foster a culture of of learning and collaboration, and then kind of that deeper understanding of challenges and opportunities. Um, so I know we've got a little bit more to cover. So what else does asking good questions do? Sure. The the third and final point today is this. Asking good questions fosters team development and empowerment. And so 
When Mary Barra became the CEO of General Motors back in 2014, she really inherited a company that was struggling with culture. And so what Barra did is she initiated a series of town hall meetings and she, you know, she took these forums and, and listened to employees and people in, in the organization, outside of the, the organization. And during those sessions, she encouraged people to ask really good and hard questions. And so my question is, can you honestly say as a, as a leader of your team that you're asking Good questions. Are you doing the same thing as Mary Barra? Because when you genuinely, you know, listen to your team, like like Barra did, what she did is she empowered them to play a greater role in shaping the company's future. And so she took their feedback seriously. She implemented their suggestions, encouraged innovation from not just the top, but from the bottom. And so what happened is General Motors saw a culture shift within their company. And Barra's emphasis on asking good questions and then listening led to an increased collaboration, it improved communication, and uh, it, was, it became a more responsive organization and, and, empo- and employees felt empowered to contribute their ideas. And so Mary Barra's example tells us that leaders who prioritize asking questions and then listening, it's always got to be both. You got to ask the questions and then listen to the people that look to you, your subordinates, whatever. That's what helps employees feel valued and empowered. And by fostering that communication, it's going to help involve your team in the decision-making process. And all of us want to be a part of the decision-making process. And so leaders, if you want to be effective, you need to understand that there's an importance of empowering and developing your team members. You have to ask good questions. And this is really an essential tool, really you know, for the purpose of getting the answers that you don't have by yourself. So by asking questions that encourage reflection of both your people and you, self-assessment of both the people in your team and you and the company, personal growth, both yours and your people, leaders are going to help their team members develop critical thinking skills. They're going to increase that self-awareness. And that's what it's all about, leaders. It's about your self-awareness. And it's going to help you identify areas for improvement. So good questions are going to allow us as leaders to to be offered that constructive constructive feedback so that we can learn how to give guidance so we we can help nurture uh, the growth of the team and and our team members and the development of everything. And throughout this process of thoughtful questioning, Leaders, you're going to unlock the potential of your team. You're going to, you're just, I'm telling you, watch people grow as you cultivate a high powered, high performing, and motivated workforce. Man, uh, I feel like empowerment is such such a critical factor for leaders, uh, especially when it comes it really to their is. team. I mean, yes. I just, I, again, I'm thinking about everything that I've done in my life so far, even though <laughs> I like to think I'm not that old. Uh, but in just <laughs> differences that I felt being in a place where I was empowered versus not. And you, you constantly remind me that good leaders ask good questions. I feel like that has been one of our main themes for, for this last year. And I've actually been trying to do my, my best at work. You always seem to answer when I ask a question, you always try to ask a better question. And so I've been trying to, trying to do that. And in the times that I've been able to do that, it's, it's so apparent the effectiveness that it can have. And, and just hmm. just the promptness that that it does for individuals to almost start to problem solve on their own. Um, you know, 
because uh, everybody always wants to know and wants to know your answer, but, but asking these good questions that you've encouraged me over this last year to do, uh, it be, has enabled really these individuals to just solve things and realize that they, they already knew those answers and through that, see that empowerment and being able to, right. to really be a part of that. And so just, ah, what a, what a great thing. So, uh, but we're kind of winding down here, so get a little bit back on track here, but Mo, what are your final thoughts for us today? So my final thought would be this, the importance of listening to, to those, you know, who look to us, it cannot be overstated if you want to be an effective leader by active listening, we are going to demonstrate respect for the different and vast perspectives and perspectives and ideas. And when you do that, you're going to foster a culture of inclusivity and collaboration, and people are going to start wanting to give their two cents. And you're going to find out that their two cents is worth a million bucks. So listening allows us to tap into the collective wisdom of our team. It unlocks innovative solutions. It enhances that decision-making. And by truly hearing our team members, we cultivate trust, boost engagement, and we empower them to perform at their best, which ultimately helps the company. So my hope is that each of us would embrace the power of listening, that we would transform, you know, just who we are into more empathetic and, and influential leaders, and that we become more and more capable of inspiring and guiding our teams towards success. And the way we do that is by asking questions. Absolutely. And uh, just, you know, shameless plug, if, if you want to know more about listening, we do have a, a previous episode, episode uh, 57. If you guys want to drop back, our listeners want to drop back and learn more about listening. So, uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode today. If you guys enjoyed listening today, we would just encourage you guys to rate, review and subscribe and don't forget to share. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next time.